0: You are listening to The Political Periscope, a weekly podcast brought to you by Radio Wnet. Interviews on international politics, security, geopolitics, economy and more, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Today's guest of The Political Periscope is Kolinda Grabar-Kitarovic, former president of the Republic of Croatia. Political Periscope In September 2015 in New York, along with President Andrzej Duda, you've started the Cities Initiative. Looking from today, do you think it was a good idea and uh, how actual how um yeah, how, how is it today's guest to of today? the political periscope oh, is Dimitri Rupel, sociologist, a idea, politologist, and, uh, diplomat, former Minister of the Foreign Affairs of the Republic of Central Slovenia.
1: Europe. Which is, as we have always underlined, uh, the backbone of European resilience. So the initiative actually started out uh, of the initial talks that I had with President Duda shortly after we had been elected. Uh, we talked in, we met, we met in Krakow for the first time. And we're exchanging opinion on the security and stability in our region. So we discussed uh, energy dependence, we discussed uh, lack of infrastructure, etc. And coincidentally, at the same time, the U.S. Atlantic Council was also working on uh, the energy security strategy for Central uh, and Eastern Europe. And uh, we talked to them, and together we started uh, that, we organized that first exploratory meeting in 2015 in New York on the margins of the uh, UN General Assembly meeting, and then continued with the first summit in Dubrovnik, and then later on the initiative developed. Uh, The initial idea was to connect the Baltic and the Black Seas, uh, but then we realized that we have to connect the entire area between the three seas, so including um Uh, the the Black Sea as well, uh, that incorporates 12 EU member countries. And we defined uh, three areas that were crucial importance for the goals that we wanted to achieve. And that was cohesion of the European space. That was competitiveness of our own economies. Uh, And that was also cooperation and connectivity, connecting the north and south of Central Europe, not just east and west connections that had been uh, reestablished after uh, the end of um, uh, the Cold War. Uh, the initiative wasn't driven just by economic purposes, but by geostrategic considerations as well, because both President Duda and I and our colleagues realized that uh, energy independence is crucial for political stability Uh, not just for economies, but uh, the stability of every nation. Uh, It removes the element of potential blackmail from uh, countries who are the sole uh, or uh, just a few sources of energy that you have. And looking at the other two pillars, transportation and digitalization, they are also of immense importance uh, in today's um, circumstances. So connecting our space with proper infrastructure, including leading into Ukraine, is essential for the security of our space, because uh, this isn't just about the, the ease and the speed of travel. It's also about being able to move troops and equipment, etc., quickly around the area. And, and digitalization, of course, in building resilient societies, uh, uh, in being able to resist cyber attacks uh, and other uh, type of hybrid warfare, but also in um, combating uh, elements uh, that uh, we share in common and that undermine uh, our future prosperity and development, which is, uh, for instance, demographic trends. So in order to provide for the kind of uh, conditions for young people to be able to stay and live in our countries or to return from other countries, we need to create the kind of circumstances that exist in other parts uh, of the world that uh, are currently, or other parts of Europe that are still more developed
0: than uh, we are. Today, in the the light of the war started by Russia in Ukraine, and um, energy energy blackmail of Putin uh, towards Europe, The Free Seas Initiative uh, seems to be uh, very useful, however there are still countries inside like Hungary or for example Austria, which are not so much involved in the initiative. Mm, What can be done and uh, what's the state of affairs?
1: Um, well, certainly countries like Austria have a little bit of uh, less of an interest in the development of uh, infrastructure because Austria uh, has a bit of um, different historical experience uh, during the wo- uh, the uh, Cold War uh, and uh, their infrastructure was a lot more developed than ours was uh, um, in those times. Uh, however, both Austria and Hungary are very important for connectivity to connect the region. So I what I believe needs to be done is to push the initiative further from the current system of annual summits and um, uh, everything being done basically by Uh, the office of the president of the country who has undertaken uh, the responsibility to organize the next summit to create some kind of a permanent structure, whether it be secretariat or some kind of a working group that would provide for continuity from one presidency to another, and that would provide for specific advice and the follow-up work that would keep everybody informed, um, etc. What I've noticed in Croatia, and I think it's the case in many countries, is that Our own line ministries still don't realize the potential that the initiative offers uh, in terms of investment into infrastructure. So when line ministries, transportation, energy, digitalization, when they plan their projects, they often don't think of the initiative as being a source of funding. In addition to that, in addition of its application uh, within uh, the membership of the initiative itself, we want to attract more investment from the outside from international financial institutions and others so that the EU funding is combined uh, and uh, the uh, the money from, from the uh, joint from a fund is combined with other sources uh, of investment uh, as well.
0: Critics say that despite uh, creating the um, FreeSys Investment Fund, without American money, without the money from the U.S., uh, FreeSys Initiative is pointless as, and has no chances to succeed.
1: Um, I do not agree with that. I believe that the success depends entirely upon us. Uh, how we will take the initiative further. In the beginning, there was a lot of skepticism uh, around uh, the EU and around the world of what the intent of the initiative was. A lot of people thought that or, or labeled us that we were trying to break European unity. And on the contrary, this is actually an initiative that is aimed at a more unified Europe, at cohesion, at erasing the differences between the former East and the West uh, of the European Union. Uh, there were also speculations about the initiative being an American Trojan horse in Europe, that it was American-dominated, instigated by the U.S., etc. Well, this is actually a very domestic, I, domestic in terms of our domestic publics, our own initiative that comes from within, it's an an initiative that is native to the region. It was not imposed uh, upon the region. So we were looking at ways how to resolve the crucial problems of infrastructure, which is the basis of our economic development and security. And therefore, yes, uh, American funding would be extremely important. In my conversations with the U.S. administrations, I always underlined the importance of investment. Investment cannot be driven just by economic considerations any longer. It must be driven by geopolitical considerations as well. The U.S. um, always has objections about the level of Chinese investment in Europe. um, And in particular, our region, Central Europe, is mentioned in that context. Well, you know, this is a viable initiative that provides opportunities for investment into infrastructure that would be um, investment that uh, is uh, done according to the rules, the set rules, and that is based on the values that we share. So I hope that the U.S. will get involved. Um, obviously, U.S. support is always a very important political Uh, factor uh, in any initiative, but so is the support of the European Commission, uh, which has also been actively engaged uh, in basically um, most of our or all of our summits, apart from the first initial exploratory meeting.
0: You've touched on the subject uh, of accusations towards the Free CIS Initiative of breaking the European um, unity and solidarity However, today we live in times where there are many conflicts within European Union. For example, uh, between European Commission and uh, Italy, uh, starting conflict, emerging conflict uh, between European Commission and Poland, Hungary. Uh, The funds from the recovery plans are not um, are not are withheld within uh, by European Commission. uh, Funds for Poland, even from cohesion uh, cohesion funds. Do you think that in case of possible, I'm not saying that it is possible, but some people say it's possible that the European Union will fall apart? Do you think that uh, the Free Cities Initiative could in some way um, replace it in some, some of its functions?
1: I don't think that the EU will fall apart, well, at least not anytime soon. I mean, uh, looking at historical uh, developments, uh, um, there was no uh, political uh, or military structure that obviously existed uh, forever. So there will be evolution of the EU in which direction it remains to be seen. But right now, yes, we we stand for European unity, solidarity. And cohesion, I don't see any uh, initiative, uh, including the three C's initiative, as uh, replacing it. First of all, the initiative right now is aimed um, at three pillars of infrastructure. Obviously, uh, political conversations are also dominated by geopolitical considerations and security issues. The implications of the war in Ukraine uh, and um, potential escalation or how to prevent it. And how to end um, that conflict and provide uh, for the sovereignty, security and independence uh, uh, of Ukraine or rather to assist Ukraine in their right to self-defense and to achieve those goals. So um, the three-seas initiative, the value is that it complements the European Union and that it's aimed at the strengthening of the EU. And this is how it should be perceived. And when it comes to uh, the role of Poland specifically, uh, after uh, the 24th of February, and and the the world will never be the same, there is no reset button to the pre-24th of February uh, world, So, after uh, the 24th of February, I believe that Poland has really gained in strategic uh, weight but I won't say significance because it it has always been extremely uh, strategically significant, but in the weight that finally attention is being paid to what Poland and a number of other countries have been saying uh, uh, about a a number of issues. I'll look at um, the Nord Stream 2 project. There were 16 of our countries who signed letters and letters to the European Commission to stop the project. Now, the situation has forced us... uh, to start working towards energy independence. But the 3C's initiative has really created the framework for all of our countries within the initiative to proceed very quickly because we already have a list of projects. We have, uh, although there is no secretariat, but there are mechanisms for working uh, together. There are mechanisms for cooperation. So we're not starting from ground zero. As a matter of fact, we've done a lot in the context of the initiative. um, In particular with energy sector, Uh, Croatia finally has that LNG terminal in Kirk and uh, it remains our responsibility to connect uh, the whole space with, um, energy um, interconnectors and and reverse flow connectors, etc., in order to be able to stabilize each other and to provide alternative sources of energy and assistance uh, to those who are in need, including going all all the way to Ukraine to help Ukraine with not just uh, the kind of humanitarian and military assistance that individual countries are providing, but if need be, with energy assistance as well.
0: In the area... Between those free seas, uh, there are also other countries. Today, there are twelve countries in Free Seas Initiative, uh, but there are other countries like uh, some of them not in the EU yet, like Ukraine. Uh, some of them already in the EU, like Finland. Um, what do you think? Is it possible to enlarge the Free Seas Initiative? There have been these discussions now for a number of years for potential enlargement,
1: and they go beyond. Uh Uh, They encompass even some EU uh, member countries. Uh, However, uh, the logic was always first to keep it focused on the region. So uh, we created the mechanisms of special partnerships with certain countries. And the logic of keeping it to EU member states was also the perception of security and stability. If you want to attract investment, uh, one of the advantages that the EU membership brings with uh, is uh, that perception of stability, of transparency, of uh, an environment that is safe for investment. However, with the uh, geopolitical situation that has changed, of course, it's up to uh, the member countries to take any decisions on potential future membership. But I certainly see the need for a greater partnership, a greater partnership in whatever form with Ukraine, for instance. And we have seen the effects of war. Uh, we talk about weaponization of energy, but also of food, uh, of um, foodstuffs, much of which come out of Ukraine. So in addition to uh, Russian aggression and Russia destroying uh, fields and, and crops uh, and denying exit of ships from Ukrainian ports, you have additional problems with transportation because our railway systems are not uh, compatible. Uh, and we're running into the and or or lack of um, um, transportation, ground transportation routes um, out of Ukraine to our countries where we could have eased this problem of exporting foodstuffs to uh, not just the EU, but also the countries in need in Africa and other parts of the world. So these are all very specific lessons learned from the ground, that need to be applied in the future development of the Three Seas Initiative as well.
0: In the last past two months, uh, Radio Net uh, traveled through all the countries of the Three Seas Initiative. And from my observation, among people, but also among politicians, the consciousness of the Three Seas Initiative is quite low, and what can be done about it?
1: Uh, I believe I've actually covered this ground when I said that uh, I've noticed in Croatia, and I believe it's it's the case in in other countries, is that uh, our um, administration, those who should be carrying out the projects, are not well aware of the potentials of the initiative. And I underline that I believe that this can be resolved by establishing this uh, permanent structure whether it call it secretariat or something else, that would provide for continuation, but also appropriate information and engagement of the governments, of the members of the three Cs in uh, really giving full potential to the initiative, but also uh, fully using uh, the opportunities that arise from the initiative.
0: In the three Cs initiative, the leading role is, of course, of the uh, central governments, but uh, are there any initiatives, any actions on lower level, like uh, non-governmental level and uh, local governments level?
1: Um, Yes, there are initiatives on the level of not purely governmental organizations. For instance, there is cooperation between chambers of the economy, chambers of commerce, and there is some business cooperation, but that is an another area where we have to spur cooperation between um, not just business people and business entities, but look at, Other ways how we can bring people closer together through our common historical and cultural heritage, uh, through promotion of tourism, um, through promotion of education, exchanges, etc. So I believe that a lot more can be done. And I think that the level where we still have no cooperation whatsoever that you've mentioned is the, the level of regions of not just countries cooperating together, but regions from different countries getting into a direct kind of cooperation with respect to implementation or, or future plans of how the initiative can be used for the benefit of multiple regions uh, within a certain
0: area. I need to correct you, because actually there is uh, such initiative on the regional level. Uh, in 2020, um, Lubelskie Voivodeship from Poland started the uh, network of regions of the Free Seas. Uh, so but actually my question, the point of my question was to see how this local initiative uh, is visible on the higher level, and I clearly see it's it's not.
1: Well, thank you for correcting me. It's uh, it's really uh, good to hear that there there uh, there are initiatives from the local level. And as a matter of fact, yes, there are initiatives that come from Croatia as well from the region of Istria. Uh, who have also, uh, the leadership of Istria, have also noted the potential of the three-seas initiative. However, as we say in Croatian, jedna lasta One swallow doesn't, uh, or in in this case, a couple of swallows that doesn't make the spring. You don't hear much about it. So this should be made a rule. And um I think that one of the tasks of, of that, potential future secretariat would be to bring regions closer together and they don't have to be necessarily geographically connected and share the same borders they can be regions maybe on the on, on the mar- geographical margins of the initiative that can connect uh, with each other because they often share similar problems or, or, or uh, similar issues that could complement the work of the initiative very much.
0: Last question. According to your experience and your expertise, when and how will the war in Ukraine end?
1: Well, the war in Ukraine could end right now if Russia pulled its forces out of Ukraine. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm afraid that's not going to happen, as we have seen uh, that the positions of uh, Ukraine and Russia are right now uh, very much... there is. There's a huge gap there. There is almost an insurmountable difference in their positions. And short uh, of uh, an outright military, military victory, of course, uh, the... Um, Uh, The wars, the conflicts are resolved by uh, diplomatic means, by negotiations. However, I don't see at this moment potential for uh, diplomatic solution. I do see potential for shuttle diplomacy, for influencing, putting influence uh, to stop uh, the uh, targeting of civilians, uh, the shelling of the uh, infrastructure, etc., Right now, Ukraine definitely has the momentum, but um, that does not mean that we're nearing the end of the war. Unfortunately, I think that the hostilities will continue into some foreseeable future. But the end solution uh, must be uh, a sovereign, independent Ukraine, uh, which is uh, um, crucial for the security and stability of all of us.
0: Thank you very much. Hvala. This was the Political Periscope. The podcast is released every Thursday at 7 p.m.